0: Golden Jay, and as always, I am here with Chico Noise and the Skywalker.
1: I can live with that one. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, I like
0: it. That one's from Ashley, by the yeah, way. I, I
1: yeah, I saw her post on Facebook, and uh, I was like, "Yeah, that's a good one. Let's let's stick with that one for a few episodes." Uh, yeah, we, can, we
0: but I want to make sure it's the Skywalker, so that I'm not like infringing on anything that's. Uh, copyrighted or whatever. I'm sure I'm gonna get in some sort of trouble for that.
1: So, I delivered pizzas at Pizza Hut for close to a year right before my daughter was born and my boss who was there drove a black Dodge Charger. Okay. And I was walking in one day and I just turned around to look and his license plate said Skywalker. Really? Yeah. And then he had his his whole car was decked out with Star Wars theme and it was it was really cool so I walked in and I was like Man, how'd you score that license plate? He's like, I don't know. I put it in one time, it got rejected. I put it in again, and it got accepted. So it just hit that like 10 second lull where nobody had that license plate number. Wow,
0: but... he, that's like perfect timing. Yeah. I know that my buddy Phil has the arrowhead for his license plate, and he loves to show that one off. Oh, so I'm sure I he can has. imagine the Skywalker one would be about the same. Got to show everybody while you're uh, out and about. It's like, look at my license plate. That's so cool. I need a vanity plate.
2: Yeah, what would you get?
0: I wonder if I can get one that says Golden J. Oh,
2: I'm sure. I'm
1: sure.
0: That would be the shit. We are very lucky to have a guest in studio today. As some called him, the mayor of Etna Green. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome John Lyons. What's up, buddy?
3: Thank you, thank you. I appreciate the warm welcome. I don't always get that. Not always? Not always. I always warm welcome you. No, from you, I always get. That's only because it's when you don't see me and I hide. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there you go. I mean, I was thinking more like the warm welcome I don't always get from my disciples in Etna Green. If, oh. I, if I'm their mayor, they should treat me more warmly.
0: I would think that they should buy you coffee or your favorite beverage when they see you at the gas station. Or No, they run and hide. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a majority. Well, John, we're super happy to have you here today. Uh, I'm glad you, you were actually our first in-studio guest. I am honored and humbled and flattered by that. Well, we're happy to have you. And I know, and let me explain Besides, John is a is a great musician and a and a and a really super nice guy, and I always enjoy. Yeah, look at this. I'm looking at his face. <laughs> he's giving me uh, some look. I always enjoy my conversations with John when we when we finally do run into each other. But John is one that uh, showed up at the end of Golden Image Radio. Uh, what is it? Uh, a day late and a dollar short. Yeah, basically, He caught like the very tail end of when we were actually. Uh, doing the live recordings. I was saddened to find out you were running out of <laughs> yeah, I, ran, I ran out of juice <laughs> hard. Yeah. And so John's always been after me about getting back up and running, and it's something that I've always thought about doing, but I know how much work it is. And I'm finding out, again, how much work it truly is. But, I, you know, so far, so good. We're loving it. You're doing great. But uh, So when I knew that I was going to start it back up, I knew at some point you were going to be one of my first guests so right. i'm so happy you're here i'm happy to be here man so john tell us uh tell us uh give us a little bit of your musical background
3: oh boy let's see i think we all hear music when we're growing up little stuff from the songs mom sings the stuff you hear on tv the stuff your family plays anything that's on the radio i mean and you get an interest or you don't you know and uh entertainment was at uh a scarcity around my house cuz uh, that's just not something that was you know valued highly by my folks but I was fortunate I had a couple of teenage sisters that had fairly cool musical taste I got exposed to a lot of stuff when I was well you know the 60s you know and uh, been to a few shows here and there and uh, once I reached the age of enlightenment I don't know 14 <laughs> I got my first electric guitar And we had, back in those days, there was an insurance agent that would go around and collect life insurance premiums. And he would stop weekly to gather his money. As luck would have it, and I wish I could remember his name, but I can't, he said, wow, sweet axe, dude. And (laughs) he picked picked it up and started showing me some stuff. And I got to the point where, you know, summer vacation anyhow, uh, while I'm home, he stops. in. I was looking forward to his visits because he showed me shit. I'm sorry, can I say shit? Yes, you can. Okay. Well, I mean. (laughs) You just did. Well, shit, I said it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and uh, you know, you pick up little things here and there, and you teach yourself other things, and I don't know. I've never really considered myself a musician so much as more of a studio rat, because the stuff that I've heard sounded cool, and it's like, how did they do that? How did they do that? You know? And um, I don't know, over the course of the years, you add a little here, you add a little there, and um i've had four track reel-to-reel tape decks forever and a four track cassette deck and we progress here there and everywhere my equipment's better now than it used to be but i still don't think my talents come along but i can make some interesting sounds so w- what are you recording with these days what do you, are obviously are you computer based now well i, I <laughs> this is gonna sound so screwed up but it's a lot of fun i have a uh, Adobe Audition on a computer, uh-huh. which will do 128 stereo tracks. I have a Tascam digital 8-track. I have, setting next to it, a Fostex digital 8-track, and they're both slaved together and off of the main board. I've got a 12-channel powered board that never gets used for power. It's 120 watts aside, but I would probably be homeless. <laughs> um but yeah, I mean, I run it through another amplifier, and we just play around with this and that. I've got some effects and some instruments plugged in, and, you know, I'll hear something in my head. And for years, I've played it off as theoretical audiology. You know what I mean? I'll think of something, and I'll go, you know what? I need to go home and try this. Right. And you go home, and you sometimes, I read an interview once with Pete Townsend where he talked about taking a piece of equipment and trying to make it do something it's not designed to do. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, take a talk box, feed it through a vocoder. Run it into a multi-effects unit, shift the pitch, and feed that into a big reverb and see what you get. <laughs> and what did you get? Cool. And suddenly <laughs> you start trying to think of ways to use that in a a positive fashion, you know. I mean, if nothing else, I like to think that sometimes I've made noises that the world has never heard. And so far, I've succeeded. The world has really never heard my shit. Oops, Oops, I said shit again. You said shit again.
0: I'm going to have to edit that out. Not really.
3: Not really. Well, I was just informed the other day that it's been 50 years since George Carlin released the album that has the seven things you can never say on television. Or over the radio. Have you guys heard the you, you, Oh
0: yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Okay,
3: just check
1: Your your son over here is the biggest Bill and Ted fan on the planet. Oh, you that really is a good he point. Hasn't, yeah. hasn't listened yep. to George Carlin?
0: Yeah, that is that is a really good point. <laughs> another one, another celebrity that we lost that's uh, that's a sad sad world. Mm-hmm. George was pretty
3: great. Yes, he was. But, he was a hero of mine. Yeah, from a young age, yes. Because of the seven words? No, actually I first got introduced to him uh, you remember 3D? Used to be where Big Lots was. Oh, there oh, in Warsaw. Oh my God! Their, most definitely, I remember their, that. Yeah. Their <laughs> cheapy bin gifted me with a very inexpensive copy of George's Toledo Window Box album on eight-track tape. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, with comedy albums or tapes or anything like that, you listen to them a few times, and by then you've got them memorized. Right. Okay, well, at that point in time, I thought to myself, this is a thinking man's comic. This is the greatest shit I've ever heard in my life. And then you just explore some of his other stuff. And you start looking back, and crap, he was brilliant back in the 50s and just progressed on, you know? I am familiar with that stuff that far back. I
0: believe that we had George on vinyl when I was a kid.
3: Uh-huh. I have some vinyl of his. I actually have the album that has the seven words you can never say. Nice. Um, But if you trace it back even farther, there's video out there. You can go to YouTube and find it. Him and Flip Wilson doing the news, which is pretty much where George came up with Al Sleet, the hippy-dippy weatherman. With the hippy-dippy weatherman. (laughs) And the forecast for tonight is dark, followed by periods of lightness in the morning. It's brilliant. It's brilliant stuff,
0: man. I'm gonna have to go back and find that. Yeah, I love I love George and definitely uh-huh. a lot of things over the years. And of course Bill and Ted.
1: Rufus. Rufus.
3: Never seen it.
1: Oh man.
3: Never seen it.
0: Uh, I, uh, listen, we're gonna have to put this interview on pause because we need to go watch Bill and Ted.
1: <laughs> Some of us have seen it way too many times. Yeah,
3: I have a collection of movies that fit into that category quite well. But I'll be honest, there's a, you could fill a writer truck with the stuff that I haven't seen that everyone else makes pop culture references to. I don't know. Have I been excommunicated? Who knows? Did it? To, <laughs> did it to myself? <laughs> So let's talk some uh,
0: you you talked about your TASCAM and your in your Adobe audition and it was really cool last night I get a I get a random IM from John is like hey uh I need I need some what was it like some assistance can you tell me what guitar
3: this is <laughs> I couldn't I I saw it online and I'm bad about doing this I've I'll spot something that's an oddball weirdo and it's just like Suddenly, the pulse increases, and it's like, you know what? I, I bet that would sound good, fed through this, fed through that. And these days, it's not like when I was a young man, a Tesco was a shit guitar. A K was a shit guitar. Right. Harmony was a shit guitar. Nowadays, they're collectible. People charge outrageous amounts of money for them. And if you get right down to them, you know those 50- or 60-year-old magnets in the pickups? They sound seasoned oh, to yeah. me. They don't sound yep. like crap. It depends on what you do with it. You can clean up the signal on anything if you want to.
0: Except the BC Rich. Really? Oh, my goodness. I cannot get my BC Rich to be clean. It is a metal guitar.
3: Yeah, It so? is
0: just designed to be metal. It does not have a very, I mean, obviously you take distortion and stuff out of your of your setup, but it is a just a dirty guitar.
3: Well, the quote from Ted Nugent off of Double Live Gonzo. You see this guitar right here? Now, do you see it? This guitar refuses to play sweet shit. It just refuses. And Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that BC Rich definitely refuses. But you sent me a picture of a, what was it? Ibanez Micro. Is that pretty... Pretty
3: new to you. That was uh, that was a thing that I discovered at a thrift shop, and as soon as I saw it, I kind of fell for it. And I'll be honest, it was a bargain, and bargains are something else that I look for. Okay, I'm I'm cheap. Okay, on a budget. It's been my life story. Uh, That micro, first I looked at it and I thought, okay, two humbuckers, no whammy bar. Shark fin inlays on the neck.
0: Yeah, that's sharp.
3: This is kind of cool. And I was unaware that they had made three-quarter scale guitars at all. I had no idea. Uh, I went and I did a little research because at that point in time, they had it marked at 80 bucks. I stopped back in a while later. They had it cut to 70. I thought, hmm, okay. And it was kind of burbling up. Burbling, there's a nice word. Uh, In the back of my cerebral cortex, and I'm sitting there thinking, yeah, let them cut it one more time. I stopped in a month or two later. They'd cut it to 60. I offered them 50, and I took the damn thing home. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) And it sounds clean. I mean, it's clean. It doesn't have hiss. It doesn't have hum. It doesn't have, you know. And it sounds really cool, plugged into pretty much everything I've put it through.
0: Now, is that your one and only Ibanez, or do you have others? My only Ibanez. Because this crew right here, we are diehard Ibanez fans.
3: Really? Okay. Twice treasured, too. I'm doing an unpaid plug. It's a thrift shop next door to the Kroger's in Plymouth. There's a couple of Ibanez electrics sitting in their rack for Reasonable prices. Oh. Full size, not three quarters. The three quarter scale was the one that just jumped out to me because I'll be honest, I see it as a gift to my grandson at some point in the future. Right. Okay. Because he's nine now and he's going to want an electric, certainly by the time he's in double digits.
0: I would think. Yeah.
3: I would, I would certainly hope. Yeah. I mean, but yes, there's a couple of really nice uh, Ibanez products in the rack over there when I was last in. Listen,
0: just because you live in Plymouth, doesn't mean you can run down and pick that shit up. You leave it for the guitar players, drummer boy. You guys are
2: going to go in. There's going to be nothing left. <laughs> Where don't <did I> <laughs> go? Have, they
3: have some stuff over there. They really do. And I like places like that, you know, thrift shops or pawn shops or things like that. Sometimes the coolest stuff I add to my arsenal collection, whatever you want to call it, uh, it's found garage sales and stuff, you know.
0: My favorite was one that we ran across in Somerset, Kentucky. It was a pawn shop, and it caught my eye because on the wall was a giant mural that read Guns and Guitars, (laughs) and I'm like, how did we not go there and check that out? I bought two of them there within a couple years of, of going back down there, but the one was an Epiphone Les Paul Studio. Cool. And... I got it for like 75 bucks. Score. And I played the shit out of that guitar.
3: Mm hmm
0: Yeah, we put the heavy strings on it when we were in Guilt 4, and just, I mean, that was the guitar that I played all the time. Love that guitar. Cool. Besides my Ibanez. Yeah, like I said, I'm still an Ibanez guy all the way around, but...
1: That short-scale Squire I picked up in Bourbon at that garage sale for 30 bucks, man. I love that guitar. Yeah? It's just, it's smooth, it's clean, it makes playing faster a lot easier.
0: <laughs> well, I got a phone call one time, John, in the middle of my uh, work day when I was out delivering from uh, from the old Skywalker over there. And he's like, hey, this just showed up on Marketplace. It was a Red Ibanez Geo. They wanted 50 bucks for it. And we made it with – it was, I don't know, within what half an hour we had made the deal. Oh, yeah. I was still on – I might have been still on my job when I drove down to buy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, well, no, no. You, you waited. I, I remember. You, oh, I did wait. It was yeah. after
0: work, wasn't it? Yeah. It wasn't on my way back from wherever I was. Because you're yeah. like, I
1: want to go get it now. Like, no, man, <laughs> you, should, you should probably wait.
3: Resisting temptation is a horrible, horrible thing, but the obligation of responsibility. And you don't want to say anything incriminating about your uh, work situation now, do you? Um pause. <laughs> yeah, pregnant
0: pause. Pregnant about to give birth. Crown, yeah, crowning. It's coming right out of there. Yeah. Eh, it's all good. It was, I actually was on my way back from where I was, so it wasn't like a, a detour that took more than it wasn't something that took an hour. It took me five minutes to do. Yeah, And that is um, one of the least um, compromising things that people have done in my
3: work. <laughs> yeah. I've done some shady stuff to get in position for deals like that before uh-huh. I mean, yeah.
0: sometimes you just gotta work it
3: well it all depends I mean I could tell the story of how I got my Vox 12 string acoustic but my wife told me there were certain things I couldn't discuss <laughs>
0: <laughs> speaking of your wife I just want to shout out to Patty I know right now she's at home taking a nap because this is what did she call it Patty time yes there we go there you go so shout out to Patty I miss seeing her every day um yeah I'm not even sure Uh,
3: can you tell us where she is now uh, I could tell you but I'd have to leave a pilot dead bloody bodies behind. <laughs> <All right. laughs> she, she's moved on let's say it this way uh, someone in the department she landed in at her former employee was not a nice person Oh, and after earning her degree and working faithfully for 10-12 years for those folks uh-huh. she wound up in a situation that was just untenable and uh, she's doing much better Good. It's, it's amazing. She got great benefits. She got a raise, and she got less stress.
0: Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. And, Always you know, good.
3: That's it, you know. And you have done the same from my understanding. Yes, only I did it bass backwards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. Everyone thinks... The the helpful hardware guy. Yeah, okay, yeah, the helpful hardware guy. That's an old man's job or it's a young man's job. It's either what you do to learn how to get into the working world or it's what you do to exit yourself from the working world. No, I went into it because, well, you know, I've got a little bit of knowledge that goes deep and wide and I like helping people and I did that for 23 years. After which, uh, we had reached a fork in the road. There, that's the polite way to say it. That is the polite way. And I moved on to a factory whereby I stand in front of a machine all day, I push two buttons, and I'm, once again, much like my wife, I'm making better money and I am way better accommodated benefit-wise. So, yes, I went from a retiree's job to a young man's job, and I told them when they took me on, I said, look, I'm pushing 60, I don't know if I can keep up with these kids. So far... I've done us AARP people proud.
2: You do a great job over there.
3: Thank you. You're far too kind. Far, <laughs> far too kind. I enjoy seeing you. Well, I enjoy seeing you. I don't see you much,
2: but. I know. I'm a busy guy over yes, there. Yes, you place. are. <laughs> yeah.
3: Understandable.
0: Well, and my understanding is that working for the company that you're working for now is, um, I mean, seriously, the way to go because the owners are very, very much employee oriented and appreciative of their people.
3: A lot of it comes down to the guy on top. Yes. Okay. And the way he was raised, the way he thinks. And I'll be honest, when I was out shopping for new things to do with myself, I'll be honest, the pandemic has kind of changed the world I grew up in. Okay. I'm not taking a shot. Right. Okay. And it's important to ask that when you're in the application process or the interview process. You want to make sure you, that your head is in the same space that the theirs is. Because, well, face it, this is America. We have a choice. And when they came out with this idea of a shot mandate, my thought was really simple. And the girls been using it for decades. My body, my choice. My body, my choice. I'm sorry. Until you guys have a chance to spend more than six weeks refining the technique of your shot, I don't think I want to be a guinea pig.
0: Fair. Very fair.
3: You know, I mean, let's let's think about this for a second. I mean, even the testing that they're doing now, I mean... I was looking at a test kit that you can buy at—I won't say which one—but it's one of the common chain stores in America. <laughs> it rhymes with Walmart. <laughs> you can you can get this these test kits that will tell you on the label that they are forty percent accurate. Fuck guessing is fifty percent. That's true. Flipping a coin. Yep. I mean, come on, people.
0: I guess I didn't read it. I have a couple of the tests inside. I'm gonna have to have to check
3: into those. Modern I've though, never read them. Modern medicine is a horrible, horrible thing, and uh, that's another reason I'm glad that the wife is doing what she's doing now, because, well, let's face it, I mean, look at your TV. Look at your TV. Have you seen a commercial for Jardiance? Jardiance helps you with your A1C and your blood sugar. If you're diabetic, it could be a wonderful, wonderful thing. Watch the commercial closely, and you will realize that out of that minute and a half, they're spending 45 seconds telling you about the possible bad reactions. Yeah. Okay. Now, forgive me, but I'm going to go ahead and forward this just a moment. In the midst of that little warning that they have, they will tell you to watch for a sign of a bacterial infection of the perineum. If you have any medical knowledge at all, the perineum is the taint,
2: the space between.
3: The taint. Okay. And they're talking gangrene of the taint. I want to take a pill that might cause me gangrene of the taint. <laughs> I don't think they tested that one enough either before they unleashed it on the world. Yeah, my blood sugar is much, much better. Of course, there is now a, a, a gaping pustule where my taint used down. to be. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, I, I know that uh, exactly what you're talking about because there's a bunch of them that are out there like that where they spend half the commercial giving you the side effects or please watch out for all these different things. Yeah. I just, I just shake my head going, those symptoms are worse than what I'm taking the product for in, in half of them. So, but you know, modern medicine.
3: Yeah. Isn't it a beautiful thing? It's a
0: beautiful thing. Uh Um, so, let's flip us back around.
3: Yes, for <laughs> i didn't. I didn't mean to hijack your show, man. I apologize. No, no, you're doing it's, just great. It's like an infomercial for it's who a, knows what. You, you it's it's never like know. gangrene, gangrene <laughs> of the
1: taint. Well, I mean, so it's, it's like the it's new like, album
3: cover, a new name. Yeah, gangrene of the taint. Well, it's like when you hear about these people, they got sick because they ate tainted meat. It's like, okay, who put their taint in the meat? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Jeez. you don't don't lie, guy. You're going to use that one later. What? Maybe. Yeah, stop setting on the hamburger, damn it.
0: <laughs> Got a all. So, John, have you ever you, you made a comment earlier about never your songs and music have never really went out. Have you ever released an album or anything like to that degree?
3: If you were to go online, go to archive.org look for John P. Lyons, P as in pathetic, okay? <laughs> John P. Lyons, you will find me. I've been posting stuff on there for a long, long time. I went there shortly after D Music folded. I joined dmusic.com, which used to be a big place for independent musicians. Right. Hell, they had Blues Traveler before Blues Traveler blew up, okay? Uh, I was posting back there 20 years ago, and uh, when that folded and got bought and just closed down. It's like I needed some place to post my stuff. And I put stuff up, but I'll be honest, I'm a practicing non-musician. Right. I, I heard a guy coin that phrase back in the eighties and I <laughs> loved it, so I adopted it. A practicing non-musician, I'm more of a studio rat. I like to go in there and dick around and see if I can make a sound. You know? And if you go to any of the stuff that I've got up there on DMusic, or if you can find DMusic, if you go to archive.org, you will find things that, there's similar sounds to things you might hear on a Pink Floyd record. There are similar sounds you might hear on a Mike Goldfield album. There are things you might hear on, well, I mean, I've always been of the opinion the Beatles did Sgt. Pepper on a four track. Until I can top that, I have no need to get more. <laughs> right? It does make sense. Yet here I sat with dueling eight tracks hooked up to my computer. right. And well, if you have extra tracks to play with, you do. Well, yeah. 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 Then it's just a matter of picking and choosing or blending or mixing, which leads you down an entirely different path.
0: Oh, yeah. A lot of a lot of nights scratching your head, rubbing your eyes, maybe. It's
3: better than scratching your eyes and rubbing your head.
0: Well, that's true. Or punching yourself in the throat going, what am I doing? Why am I doing this?
3: Yeah. Yeah, been there too.
0: Yeah, I've had those nights.
3: There's times, and you'll have a thought that'll get caught in your brain, and you'll have to get up at three in the morning and go try it. Happened to me last night, in fact. So I'm a little punch drunk today, (laughs) because I did. I got up three in the morning, wandered on down the hallway, got in front of the damn computer, (laughs) because compulsion just told me to. What does Patty think about all that? You know, she knew I was a musician when she married me. When she started dating me, uh-huh. she is the most patient woman I have ever known in my entire life. And at this point in time, you know, fifty-eight years of walking this chunk of rock, I've had a wife longer than I've had a mother. Okay, uh-huh. and she's she's done so many wonderful things for me. And she's the reason one I'm still sober, and two I'm still alive.
0: That's a good woman right there.
3: Yeah. Period. Plus, she cooks really good.
0: <laughs> now. Speaking of cooking, and I'm sure Patty is a wonderful cook, but you two spend a lot of time roaming around.
3: Yeah, we've been known to do destination meals, yeah.
0: Yeah. You wanna, uh, Why don't you give me your all-time favorite so far? Oh, Jesus. Favorite what? Favorite uh, restaurant that you guys have found your favorite meal.
3: You ever been to Winnemack? Of course
0: mm-hmm. I've been to Winnemack. You've been to One-Eyed Jack's? Of course I've been to One-Eyed Jack's. You ever
3: try the Challenge? No, I am not a challenge guy. The tenderloins at One Eye Jack's—the regular one that you get—is a wonderful, wonderful thing, and I can't, I can't put one down. They have a challenge down there, and the last time I was down there, I realized they have actually had now a famous visitor, hot dog eating champion Joey Chestnut came through Winamac, and put down, well, what, what is it—a seven-pound tenderloin and two pounds of tater tots in mm. thirty-four minutes. And that's not the record. It's not the record. 34 minutes is not the record? They have a guy that's done it in under a half an hour. There's only been four or five people that have completed their challenge, for which last time I checked, you get an 8 by 10 picture on the wall, you get a T-shirt, you get $100 and a $100 gift card. Plus the honor of, you know, saying you did it. So, now, have you boys ever been to one Eye Jacks?
2: Not, no. Nope.
3: So They're wonderful. Okay, first, they hand-pound them every day they hand bread them every day it's a fresh tenderloin it's thicker than hell and when it comes out on the plate it will cover your tater tots i mean they come out as big as a record album on a regular size bun and unless of course you get the challenge then it's several of them <laughs>
0: <laughs> i have done i have done the tenderloin at one eyed jacks yeah and it was absolutely delicious but i don't i think i could only half it. i, I yeah. think i got half of it down
3: oh i usually bring half home yeah. yeah, it's not a, not an issue anymore. I don't try. I don't have to hurt myself. See, it goes back. Once upon a time, I want to say it was the 90s, I actually won the Kosciuszko County Fairs Pizza Hut pizza eating contest. Uh-huh. Me and Ken Lemler. Ken Lemler, if you're out there, call home. Um, <laughs> we went there slightly under the weather to the county fair, found out that they were having a pizza eating contest. And he said, you know, John, you could do that. At which point in time, the juvenile hubris inside of me just said, yeah, 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 I can.
0: Did you have your Barney Stinson moment? I don't Challenge know. Challenge accepted. You have no idea who Barney Stinson is. <laughs> oh, John, we, we, we've we got so much. Is he much. on The Office Col- or something? No, I've never watched The Office. How either. I met your
3: mother. You you met my mother? I, <laughs> That's the show he was on. Your wife's met my mother. My mother used to uh, babysit for your wife and Dawn.
0: I I think I knew when that they yeah. were, when
3: they were very little. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I'm old. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyhow, it was a, it was an amusing thing because they would bring out three slices of Pizza Hut pizza and a cup, a third full of warm Pepsi. Maybe it was Coke. I don't know. And they would line four people up at the table, and blam, whoever won that round went to the next round to go against three more people. Sitting at the same table, three more slices of pizza. After twelve slices of pizza, one. <laughs> <laughs> by then, I had used a little bit of knowledge and thought processing, and instead of going slice by slice, I stacked them up and went, Om, nom 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 nom. And uh, yeah, one. What was it? A trophy and a hundred bucks. Something and like and a full belly.
1: Oh, yeah. For
3: free pizza. And Yeah, exactly. It, that was the that was the prize when yeah. I first got into it was really free meal pizza. Cool. Yeah, I'm down. Yeah. Bring <laughs> it. And the whole time, young Ken is out in the crowd just being Ken. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me circle back on you real
0: quick. Okay. Back let's in, go back to One-Eyed Jacks okay, in Winnipeg. Yes, and like I said, I've had the tenderloin. I've had the the pleasure of actually eating there. It's a, it's an amazing place. The liquor list, and I don't I don't I don't think John, you're not a drinker now.
3: I have been alcohol free for better than thirty years. Nice,
1: congratulations.
3: Uh, I had to. I, I'll be honest. I I'm one of the few people I know that have woke up in a ditch without a car. Okay, and uh, it's. That wasn't the bottom. They always talk about you bottom out before you get sober. Bullshit. Or maybe I had several bottoms. I'm not sure. Maybe. But, uh, you know, the the nice officer woke me up, asked me why my car keys were shoved up my ass, and I said, it's okay, it's just flooded. It'll start in a minute. (laughs) And uh, by the time it was over, it was established that I had slept there long enough. I was no longer intoxicated, and they gave me a ride home. Apparently, it looked like a comfortable place to fall into the weeds and sleep. And just take a minute. Yeah. Back in the good
0: old days when they just wouldn't haul you in. Oh, I'm sure he wanted to. <laughs> oh, sure.
3: I mean, they showed up with an ambulance. Oh, they thought
0: you were. They thought The lady you were that
3: drove by and saw the feet sticking out of the weeds thought that I was DOA. They were upset that I wasn't DUI. And by the time it was over, I got home and I went, well, it beat that one. Let me get a beer. <laughs> but anyhow, you were talking liquor down at I am
0: talking liquor at One Eye Jacks. Yes. They have the most amazing liquor list that I have seen of any uh, bar or restaurant. They have a lot of the really top shelf stuff. So what I want to get at is if you're looking for a great meal and want to try... Uh, you know, a small glass of some top shelf. and then what I'm thinking of is like whistle pig whiskey or the stuff that's really super expensive just to go buy a bottle, this is the place to go because more than likely they have it and instead of spending spending hundred fifty dollars on a bottle or whatever, you can get a small glass for you know fifteen to twenty dollars. And that's what it, that was one of those things that really stuck out with me about one I jacks is they had, this amazing liquor list. If you were ever just wanting to try something without spending a ton of money to buy the whole bottle, I'm hoping to get back there and try some Johnny Walker Blue. I don't know that they if they have it on their liquor list. I'd really like to know because I will definitely I want to try it really really bad because I'm I love me some Johnny Walker. So call him, ask him. I could, couldn't
3: I? You have have one of those wonderful little pocket things that will allow you to, A, search the internet, (laughs) B, take pictures, and C, make phone calls? You know,
0: they make phone calls. They make phone calls. I don't make phone calls with that thing. Nobody
3: uses it. We use that for video chats and streaming music. One of the reasons that I will never own a cell phone, and I haven't owned one so far, okay, 58 years, is really quite simpler. Sometimes in this world I'm not supposed to be reached, okay? You ever answer that thing on the pot? be honest guys
1: you ever answer that thing on the pot no i can't say that i have yeah only if it's dad calling. yeah 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 yeah. Uh, hi grandma
3: Uh, yeah i'll come take a look at it in a little bit Uh, i just got to finish up some paperwork okay Uh, yeah i'll I'll be over in a little no there's sometimes i'm not supposed to be reached then you, you also have to think about just the sanitary issues i mean you got the phone in one hand you wipe with the other hand, and we wonder why the world has so much goddamn pink eye. <laughs> no, I don't need a cell phone. Okay. But you got one. You could call One eyed Jacks and say, You guys got Johnny Walker blue. I'm going to be driving in from better than an hour out. Yeah. You know, they like hearing about people that have heard about them and drive in from a long ways. I've told them about it before. Uh huh.
0: I Like I said, I loved it down there. I thought it was a great little bar. I totally enjoyed my my visit down there. That's been, I think it's probably been, what, three years ago?
3: Now, they've opened a location on the lake in Rochester.
0: Yes, I've heard that.
3: Now, I have been to that, and the view is wonderful. It's incredible. The food, I will still drive the extra drive to go to Winnemac for the tenderloin. That's Because I think it's better. That's in the old VFW right there, isn't it? Is it the old VFW or is it the new VFW or is it the moose on the lake? It's the
0: moose. Is it the moose? It's right there where it's right there where twenty five comes in, right? It goes. People go straight through that. You line.
3: you have to turn off at the root beer stand and angle back around okay. the lake, and okay. I, I don't know.
0: I'm in the wrong spot then. I um, was thinking it was right there. It's been a while
3: down. since I've been to the Rochester. When we've been a couple of times, I think Patty would even agree with me. She likes the Winnemac location better too. Right. And while you're there, they, they make wicked burgers. I mean, I've had the Hearted Jack burger, uh-huh. which is just designed to hurt big, old, fat guys like that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, come on. You put an over easy egg on top of a double cheeseburger, throw, throw in the bacon, all that fun stuff. It's like, ah, you know ah, The only thing God. you're missing? Peanut butter.
0: Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, wipe some peanut butter on the top of that bun. Throw, throw it down. Oh, really? You ain't you are you, you ain't living unless you throw peanut butter on a burger. Really? Never tried it. And an egg. So yeah, gotta have an egg and peanut butter. Yeah, I'll
3: have to. It's on the list.
0: All right. Uh, well, seeing as how you're a a man of the man of the food world, because like I said, I know you guys like to go out and try
3: new things. Have you
0: done Okinale? No. No. You had to try Oak and Alley.
3: No, Oak and Alley isn't that the place that's down where the old Great Wall restaurant yes. used to be? Yes, it is. I love the Great Wall. Yeah, yeah. Actually,
0: I, Great Wall was not my favorite. I, only because I, uh, I, I got some bad shrimp there one time, and it just that was kind of the end of it for me. That'll
3: leave a mark. Yeah, yeah.
0: But uh, Oak and Alley now is a it's a craft burger joint, and they have one called the Peanut Farmer. And Jimmy their Carter, su- <laughs> their sauce is a peanut butter and jelly sauce that goes on it,
3: and it is it is really 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 good. It sounds different enough that it could be. I could see. I could see that.
2: It's I don't get anything else when I'm there. Really, it's my favorite burger. Probably the, my favorite burger I've ever had. It's, whoa,
0: yeah, that's, that's insane. I don't know. I don't know. In our next episode, or in episodes coming up, uh, I was at Bar Thirteen the other night in oh, Pearson yeah. and got a Thirteen Burger, and it was. Pretty amazing. It it yeah. The only thing it was missing was the egg. Never been there. Never been to Bar Thirteen. Never been there. It's uh, it's owned by uh, a friend of mine, Jared Pagan.
3: Okay, now he's a musical fixture from around here yes. from way back.
0: Yes, he was the lead singer of Serpice, and then the lead singer of Summer Three, and he did a lot of acoustic stuff on his own for quite a while. Yeah, gotcha. Before he bought the bar and. Well, I'm glad
3: he bought the bar and not the
1: farm. Yeah, well, I am too.
0: I am too because uh, he's a pretty he's a pretty cool guy. And and like I said, we'll talk more about this in episodes and in, in the future here. But um, just walking back in there, I haven't seen him in a while, and it was like we were we just hung out with each other last weekend. So, That's you know, cool. Like we haven't, you know.
3: There's a comfortability factor that you just can't deny. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He's a good guy. But yeah, he's got a burger in there called. Uh, uh, the 13 burger that's just really, really good.
3: Yeah. I've had some pretty good burgers in my day. Yeah. I'm kind of i uh, I'll try burgers different places just because, you know. Uh, used to be a place down in Indiana place called Henry's Gourmet Hamburgers. They advertised 118 toppings. I think it was 118. But you could pick virtually anything and they would build your burger the way you wanted it. And... By the time I got done, it was usually something that was too sloppy to really eat in, in, <laughs> indoors. That would be me. <laughs> you know,
0: something that what you eat it in the bathroom with the shower running because it's just gonna be that messy. Yeah,
3: yeah. Or, you, or you take it out because the birds will pick up whatever you drop. Mm. It's like yeah, I don't know. It's been a while since I've had anything that's really really impressed me. Lately, we get consistency. Maria's pan of house cakes over in Warsaw. No, hold on, oh, Maria's. House of Pancakes, you, Maria's Family Restaurant, whatever they call it this week. <laughs> yeah, it's changed I mean, how many times. Yeah, they, exactly. They make a pretty wicked burger, consistently. Once Which, again, I, and I know,
0: no, no I, people love Maria's. I mean, everybody loves going to Maria's. I just did not enjoy the time that I went,
3: and the Webster one is not any better. I hate. I've never been to the Webster one. Been to the Warsaw one a billion times, probably. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. The last time we went, we put them on probation because the bill that we paid wasn't for our dinners. <laughs> and you could tell the young lady was just confused out of the gate. The service was, the food wasn't bad. The service was atrocious. Uh huh. You know, and it's like, okay, please pay attention.
0: That was one of the things with the Webster one. It was, the, the, the service was absolutely horrible. Yeah, and the food just wasn't that great either. But you know, that was an early morning breakfast leaving the campground there, just then to head up there to just get something.
3: The older I get, the more premium I put on service, and you know, come on, hospitality. Oh yeah, you know, I mean, if if you're busy concentrating on whoever you're going to put at my table next, then I guess I'm done.
0: And and don't have to worry about me filling that table again.
3: I'll always remember one time we were at a Chinese restaurant that I won't name, but this was back when it was still family time, and the waitress came and took my daughter's plate from in front of her. While she was still eating? Yep. She Mm -hmm. apparently took too long of a pause, and the lady came, picked up the dirty dishes off the table, picked up my daughter's, and wandered away, at which point in time saying, hey, 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 hey. And that was back when Crystal wasn't really, you know, the type to speak out on something like that. Right, right. And uh, I knew Patty would kick me if I did, so I just kind of let it go. Okay, we'll get something else. Hmm.
0: Wow, that's
3: insane. Oh. I've been insane before.
0: (laughs) It's not the first time. No. So, John, in your musical uh, journey that you've been on, have you done collaborations with other musicians or...? Yes, I have. Can
3: you talk about some of the ones you've done? Oh, dudes. Let's see. Once upon a time, I used to have a house out in the green, had a music room going, and we would have all sorts of people in and out and out and in and in and out. Playing out? No, not really. Recording? Now, that's something different. Right. There's some things you can find at archive.org under the wonderful name of The Backing Hums. Not the Buckinghams, the backing hums. It was an old house. You got 60 cycle hum because there was no grounded anything in the place, okay? Some of the wires running through that house were the old single strand wrapped in cloth, okay? Hence the name the backing hums. And we would sometimes have 15, 16 people crowded into that room, everybody doing their own thing. And... Me being the master of ceremonies, I had an annoying habit of just press and record whenever I felt like. And <laughs> some of the stuff that I got posted came out just moments of pure magic. I mean, you know what I'm saying. I mean, there are times when you're just jamming, and if you don't have that record button pushed, every once in a while I look around and go, damn, I wish we recorded that. That was magic. Because uh-huh. sometimes fortuitous happenstance or just pure improvisational magic happens. And uh, let's see, I've had all of your old neighbors, the Mays, uh-huh. uh, Gene, Josh, Jeremy, Lori, Eric, all of them, uh, used to do a lot of recording with Kevin McAuliffe under various guises, you know, I mean, when he was Warren in Heaven, I've got some wonderful stuff from the 80s and the 90s, back when he was a younger man.
0: You uh, guys probably know Kevin as Zed Salt. Zed Salt. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, he uh, he contacted me. I'm going to send him the old Golden Image Radio interview that he did.
3: But, no, he breathes wonderfully, and the, he has the voice of an angel. I mean, honestly, even when he was a younger man, he could hit notes that I couldn't when I was a kid, you know? And you have to take care of your instrument to do that. Uh-huh. And he still gets compliments on that wonderful purity of voice. Plus, uh, he thinks differently than a lot of other people, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he taught me so much about open tunings and suspensions and chordal this and that. I mean, he's the one that told me don't learn too much theory because it'll turn it into math music and it'll ruin you. I still straddle the fence on whether I learn too much or not enough, you know?
0: Well, I think it's important to know some things so that you can create out of just the average everything. You know, knowing a G is one thing. Knowing what a a G suspended fifth is is something totally different. You're going to get a totally different sound out of it eventually. Okay. Now that's just pulling shit out of my ass. So don't don't wrap me around with a G
2: suspended fifth.
0: <laughs> I'm just making it up as I go. But the the purpose of it is is that it's going to have a different sound. I mean, if you can kind of get an idea of how to make it, then you can get that get that different note sound out
3: of it. Well, and parts of that also are what fits with it. Right. You know, I mean, you can solo over uh, an A minor, E minor all day long in A or E, mm-hmm. okay? And you can use some of the wrong notes as passing tones, or you can bend into the right note, or you know what I'm saying? Oh, I, that's my that's my motto. I thought you knew that. Bend into it. It's by... into <laughs> Is that what that means? That's I always thought it that... was about something else. No,
0: no, 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 no. Well... No, 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 no.
3: <laughs> that's into it. This is the entertainment value that I volunteered to come participate in. That's right. In that's right. You,
0: you, you actually drove here and walked through the door on your own free will.
3: Yes. <laughs> uh, I, 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 and I'll do it again if I'm invited. I swear I
0: will. Oh. Well, we appreciate you being here, John. Well, I appreciate me being here, too. Is there anything you want to kind of close out with or...
3: The city we're outside of Vetna Green a few years ago had a wonderful thing that I almost refer to as Stouderfest. <laughs> whereby the 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 park uptown which has nothing to do with Heritage Park, which is where we did school as youth, uh-huh, okay, the park uptown, which is where the circle is and all that, they set up a stage, they set up some musical instruments, and between Merrill and Cinda and uh, oh, you, Cinda. you know what I mean?
0: Oh, Cinda. They're talking about the voice of an angel right there.
3: Well, you think about it. That's really the first signs of musical progress Etna Green ever exhibited, the Shades. If you're not familiar with the Shades, look them up. In the 60s, it was a girl group. They cut several singles. I don't think they ever did an album, but I could be wrong. And professionally done, uh, they were ahead of their time for their time. And... The idea that they got the chance to play some of those old songs again in front of the town was cool. Uh-huh. Now, what's to stop at? I mean, for a while, we lost some of the leading men of the town, okay? Your dad being one of them. I mean, Sergeant Bob is one of those guys that will always live on in my psyche, okay? <laughs> um hangy stouter bony stouter mm-hmm. the people i mean etna green the, the sign says a low cost electrical community bullshit it should say etna green home of hangy bony wormy and a whole bunch of other colorful characters mm-hmm. you know what we need to do is we need to get together when those guys started going away the fourth of july celebration went to hell in a handbasket yep. there were years that they did nothing now our friend todd huffer Another musician you might want to talk to, him and Rick are still out and still doing it. They're probably in uh, Rick's, Todd's basement today playing. Uh, We need to get together and bring something in since they're starting to resuscitate stuff in it. Need to bring another stage in. And even if it's just an open jam session, you know what I mean? We get some people together, rehearse some stuff, put some people up on stage. And let the town decide whether we get out of hand or not <laughs> you know what I mean? I do I, I do. think it would be cool because face it, there's some people that would play well together. there's some people that would play interestingly together that's true and it's not like we're going to charge we're going to drag a trailer up into the park and set up and play until they tell us to stop I've done I, that I think I've... it would be I think it would be good for the town you know. I'd...
0: I actually played one of those Fourth of July festivals many, many, many years ago.
3: Uh-huh. I, I can recall. Yeah. See, Etna used to be a different kind of a town it than it is now. And uh, I hate to think of it, you know, slowly dying. Yeah. Which is why it's good that things are happening the way they are. I think. I don't know. There's always been a creative community in there, okay? And uh, sometimes it's appreciated, sometimes it's not, you know? Uh, well,
0: I remember... When it was actually told to me that since a lot of the board members and the people that were in charge of that that really loved the community and did that stuff started to retire and get too old to be on those committees and stuff like that, that they could not find the young group to come in and take over those positions with the same amount of passion for the town as what they had. And that is why the festival died.
3: I have very warm memories of the outhouse races. Hmm. And me and Everett put together an outhouse one year, and I'm trying to think of who it was from Channel 22. We took a ride through downtown Etna Green, sitting behind me in our outhouse with his camera, and it got broadcast <laughs> on Channel 22. Bill Warwick. Bill Warwick from Channel 22 came to town, and we took him on a ride through town in our outhouse. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Those were the days,
0: my friend. But, hey, a quick side note on on Cinda. Yeah. The last time I ran into her, and it's been a while, she was super excited to tell me that one of those old songs actually got picked up, and and she sold it really for some uh some commercial or something along a movie or something like that fantastic i just she was so excited and i was like oh great uh now you'll be getting your residuals from you know ascap or bmi or and then she just gave me that blank look and she goes what are you talking about
3: yeah i'm like
0: okay we're good just i'm
3: i'm thrilled for you enjoy the 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 win well, you got to you gotta remember, back in those days, they were wearing miniskirts. They were playing instruments that were probably worth a fortune today. Right. In those days, they did it for the love of the music and to get people to look at them. Yes. I mean, and for a group of chicks, remember, most of us guys get into music because of the chicks. Uh, that's true. I mean.
0: As these two are both by, uh, married or about you. to get married, the, Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, I mean, come on—it's—it's—it's it's, it's about something. Drugs and rock and roll, okay? Yep. Drugs quit being popular. Sex will always be popular. Always. Rock and roll. Hopefully, it'll never die. Rock
0: and roll will never die. It's just gonna keep just mutating. being recreated. Yeah. Mut- mutating. mutating yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. <laughs> well, John, we're gonna have to get on out of here. And, uh, you know, we are so appreciative of you taking your time and coming down and hanging out here at the Golden Image Podcast Uh, and the Golden
3: Mojo Entertainment Complex. Mojo. 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 I I appreciate you guys having me, uh, like I say, honored, humbled, flattered to be asked. Uh, I don't know how much music I actually talked about. Maybe we can come back and do it again sometime. But let's face it, we have so much in common from being part of this community yes. that we could talk for an hour. I can talk for an hour and a half about things I don't know nothing about. Hey, I can make it up just as you well know. as anybody else. I mean, it's the <laughs> art of improvisation. That is correct. There's one. Bring in Kevin McCullough, Warren Heaven, Zed Salt, what a <laughs> Mesmeriah, whatever he's calling himself. He can talk about the art of improvisation because, well, he's been doing it for a long, He's long time. He's very good at it. Yeah, yes. yeah, For sure. Uh, Gunner, you want to take us out with some uh,
0: really uh, cool um, what am I looking for? The What's the word I'm looking for? Tell us about what else is going on in at Golden Moja Entertainment.
2: Oh man, there's so much going on in Golden Mojo Entertainment. How many podcasts do you have now that you're editing weekly as you go? Uh, go I've only as got you go.
0: three right now that I'm editing. You're, you are doing all your own work on on the call, guys.
2: Yeah, so go check us out, Golden Image Podcast. That's facebook.com slash golden image podcast. You can get us on Spotify, Apple Music, anywhere you get your podcast podcasted. Um, also, check out The Call Guys, which is my podcast that I do with my buddy Colton. We talk about whatever, whenever, however. And it's just the most random thing you'll ever hear. <laughs> Usually with something that we have a main you know, concept. We have an, there's an idea. Yeah. There's an idea there. Um, that's um, facebook.com slash Um Also, check out The Murder Nerds. Which oh, God, love The Murder Nerds. Shout out to my girls. Yeah, that is a true crime podcast um, based on unsolved murders in Indiana. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Golden Jay is working... With one of the hosts of Murder Nerd's and then some other people from Texas, I believe. But, yeah,
0: yeah, the Texas, what is it, uh, the t Haas, the T-Hos crew. Yeah, yeah, we're doing uh, the United. It's going to be called the United States of Paranormal. Or by the time that this one airs, we will probably have our episode zero and one actually out. So we're going to be talking about paranormal all over the United States. It'd be cool. It's, it's yeah it's gonna be very interesting so look for that coming very very soon yeah, or like, it's already out by the time this, this episode actually gets released so yeah that's the problem with recording ahead of time we get a little lost in the, oh, in yeah. the translation or is it there. past or future, the future did it it's happen like yesterday? I'm freaking Marty McFly here just back yeah. off
2: <laughs> yeah check us out facebook.com slash podcast. our link tree will be on there you can click that go anywhere you need to go
0: yep all right, gang. <clears throat> Until we uh, come back next week or in, in two weeks, when you hear from us again, make sure to check out uh, all the old vintage Golden Image radio shows that we we keep putting out. Yeah, those are a lot of fun.
3: I think so. Did you listen to the Did you listen uh, to the last I've, one? I've I've dipped in and dipped out. Right on. It's kind of long. You see, like you say, I got to the game late. You know, <laughs> so there's a lot of this that's uh, it may be old to you, but it's fresh. Yeah, well I'm, I mean, yeah
0: and that was the thing when I talked to Mike Hilton when we released the fruit pie episode uh that uh you know he doesn't even remember cuz had been 13 years ago when we recorded it so he's been sharing it with his with his family and his and his kids and he just he's loving it so
3: Yeah I mean this is the kind of stuff this is entertainment this is what America is about okay give me entertainment or give me death <laughs> All right, guys. Until next time,
0: keep uh, keep on uh, going out and getting those adventures on. You know what I'm saying? All right. Later.
1: Golden Image Radio is on the air. Oh, I finally got a crap. Rock on.